Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the very first episode of the 3 in 3 football podcast. Well, this has been long coming, it's been building up and uh, we had to get a couple of things sorted. But hey, now we're here and uh, I'm your host today, Marcus. Well, technically we're all hosts here because this is a 3 in 3 podcast and it's not just one person. It's the three of us, the three of us from three different clubs, having a chat about what's going on in the football world for this weekend. Um, yeah, with me, I've got Seth, Manchester United fan. Yo. I've got Chims, uh, Chelsea fan. I'm from the Europe. Yeah, oh, he, he, he never oh, lets us. He, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just hope this podcast is not going to be about Champions of Europe. Well, if we're doing it that way, I'm throwing it out there. I'm the fan of the biggest club in the world. Oh. 20 league titles, three Champions Leagues. My bollocks are on the table, mate. Let's have it. Yeah, but then if we play that way, then... The last 10 years. I, I, yeah, but... Yeah, who cares about the last 10 years, though? <laughs> listen, listen. Maybe this is why we've got the 3-in-3 three three podcast, because we've got uh, the champions of the FA Cup here as well. So, this is the kind of podcast where you're not going to find a Tottenham fan, if you know what I mean. You know? It's all about the trophies, eh? I'm definitely not a City fan, either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Chelsea. Kick off the podcast with what's been going on with Chelsea, James? Well, I mean, I think the thing that sums those up as Chelsea is top of the table. Um, oh God! Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think, I think it's going to be a, an interesting title race, and I think you know, we're right up there. We're right in amongst the top teams, and um, actually at the top of the pile, like I said. So I hope. Uh, Go, go on and win the league and uh, retain the retain the Champions League. <laughs> what well, do you do? You think it's possible though to win the title this year? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got to be. I've, I mean, last last season it was uh, it was optimism. I know Frank. He, he, he can't be, I can't be starting this podcast with Frank Fander. <laughs> no way! No way, guys! Move on. Move on. Next person, please. <laughs> I, know, I will say it. You know I what I was going to say? I was going to say this is a podcast where you find out how hard it is to be a pundit. You know? <laughs> Chelsea definitely can win the league. I mean, they've shown it, you know, numerous games. Anfield away, that was a really good result. Ten, you know, ten men down. I think they got the red card just before the half, yep. just before half time as well. So, if Reese James, you know, doesn't turn into a goalkeeper at the end, there, I think they probably <laughs> win that game. And you know, three points at Anfield is, I mean, that is, you know, that is special. So, um, but I feel like they're very reliant on Lukaku with goals. And I've, I mean, I've got strong opinions on Lukaku. People put him in that world class bracket, and I don't, I don't see it for me. I feel like he's like a, just a bit of a flat track bully. And I feel no. like I feel like because people put in that world class bracket is the last two seasons he had in Italy. And of course, obviously we watched the Premier League, you know, as our main our league. So I feel like yeah. the people that have watched him and that, that are putting him there have watched him over a prolonged period of time and seen him. I mean, his his record speaks for itself. Banging goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great so goal scorer. I feel like I feel like I feel like he's proved himself at world level. But now he needs that longevity, that consistency for the next few years to really cement himself. Up there, you know, the thing is though, is that like, I, you, I for me, I can easily see Lukaku being shot out of a game, and I don't know whether Mount and Havertz and players like that are. I think they will be, but I think they need to just go up a level or two and step up a bit more and take a bit more responsibility. I know Mount's got that hat trick at Norwich 
But like, yeah. you know, like the Burnley game today. And there's yeah. been a few other times where, and I think the system is so good with uh, Tuchel, that defensively they're so sound that it carries them through. But I don't think that'll happen every game. I think there'll be some games where they draw because they just can't get that goal. A bit like last season. And Werner's not doesn't score as well. I mean, yeah, flipping hell. You know what I mean? I feel, so like, like, I feel like if you look at this this game over the weekend against Burnley, we had sort of we had so many good chances that should, we should have scored it. We could have scored four or five. Yeah, and uh, that's where that's where you know that's why we bought the Lukaku in to obviously put those away. But you're right; there needs to be other people stepping up and putting those golden chances in because with us. Even under Frank, there were so many chances created. And yeah. ultimately, he got him sacked because nobody could put it in the back of the net. Yeah, like, you that's know, like, exactly what it comes down to. And there's just tons of chances created. I know the, the defense was a problem under Frank, and we couldn't yeah. lock it down in that sense. But if people had just finished their chances, and, and with, with us, it's not even like half chances, it's literally one on one. It's almost on a plate a lot of the time. So. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, I think it's it's quite early to even go there yet. This is what I think. I, I feel mean, you asked the question. Yeah, well, no, well, I, I mean, I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna chip in as well. Yeah, I mean, I asked the question just to put it on the floor, and then <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, what I feel is, I feel it's too early still. I, I, I honestly think that the teams like uh, Manchester City and Liverpool still pose a really, really huge threat. It's just a function of they need to get themselves sorted over this first phase of the. Of the season, and then Do you know what's weird though. Like, I feel like each team has like a really big deficiency. Obviously, they're all great teams, and I think they'll all go far in the Champions League as well. Mm. They're some of the best teams in Europe, but like, yeah. you look at Liverpool, and today, I mean, I mean, they were shoddy at the back against West Ham today. But I mean, like, that, that they've conceded three there with Van Dyke in the team. With Van Dyke, yeah. But, uh, but, they, but yeah. I just feel like them players are going to tire out because it's going to be so many games, and who are yeah. they bringing on? Like. City, for example, have like a 50 million forwards, right? And I know they, I know they don't have like a striker, striker that scores goals, right? But they've got a lot of players that chip in with goals, and Chelsea have a big team. And I feel like Liverpool, they're also they're one injury away or to a Van Dyke or to a Salah, where the yeah. season's crippled. And if any of them players drop form, they are they're in big danger. Mm, and yeah. City don't have that guy that can just put the ball in the net. You know who they needed? Ronaldo. That's literally if they had Ronaldo. Yeah, if they got yeah. Ronaldo in that summer, the whole the league's done, the Champions League's done, everything's done. I mean, you, you just look at what Ronaldo's doing at, at Man United. Any scraps he get, that ball is going in the back of the net. You might you'll get one chance and he'll put that in, and it'll be a half chance as well. That guy's yeah. unbelievable, especially like, in the air. In the yeah. air, he's just there's nobody in world football that I've ever seen who's that influential in the air. I mean, he's influential yeah. everywhere, but in the air, he's unbelievable. You saw Atalanta, didn't he? He didn't have a sniff. He had two chances. One was a good chance. Yeah. It was brilliant for Bruno. But like that volley wasn't that wasn't even half a chance. Oh, that was that was nothing. Amazing. Yeah, so, like, he made it look easy as well. Yeah, yeah. The way he just oh, it was just beautiful that. Right, right, right. We're going to now talk about the Arsenal resurgence. Ooh. Oh wait, I've got a question. <laughs> I've got, I mean, I've got... I think I think I think resurgence is a strong word. Yeah, November. Listen, listen. If you say if you say resurgence is a strong word, uh, you need to look at the table, you know? From the bottom of the league <laughs> to the fifth in the league, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, you true, probably want to have fair. a look at that. Yeah. I mean, we're not gonna start by in talking about somebody. 
Yeah, but still, still, <laughs> yes, we know next weekend, next weekend is coming and we're facing Liverpool. But if you look at the league right now, there's a certain team that is, uh, oh God, here we go, that is, uh, slightly <laughs> behind, uh, below us now on the table. You know, let's just get slightly and look how bad we've been. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. all I'm yeah, saying. I mean, the two TPs falling out. We're not gonna go into that yet, but there's just something I wanted to say. Like, if you guys did, you guys watch the match they asked to play Watford, yeah, yeah, I watched it. I would say this, I would say this fantastic game, but there was a big problem in that match. I mean, we could be here all night. (laughs) What do you think the biggest problem was in that match? Aubameyang's a fraud. Aubameyang was playing literally against us in that match, and I'm yeah, not yeah, 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 literally, <laughs> literally, literally. Oh my god, <laughs> Aubameyang was playing against Arsenal in that match. It's so, <laughs> so, so bad, and it's not even just the pen as well. The pen was horrific. It was awful, right? That, but just, just his oh, general play was just horrendous. <laughs> yeah, like you, the pen was. I mean, come on, Aubameyang takes penalty, but he. He tried to play it, it, it. I don't know if he was playing it to the left or if he was trying to play it in the middle. But he just kicked the ball and just and just like here, have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then let's go further and talk about the fact that the ball was going into the net. I was on the guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just jacked it. He was literally on the line. He tapped it in and he was offside. Oh, it reminded honestly. me of. Um, do you remember that goal that Ronaldo scored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronaldo yeah, and uh, Nani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was horrendous. It would have been so painful if we didn't get the win in that match because And there was another one as well, actually, when uh, uh, you know when Saka scored but got disallowed. Yeah, he just took that donkey oh, touch, he could have just was, finished it himself. It was a bad touch. That he should have scored there. So it's like three key three things he did. He missed that chance, like it, the first touch was just awful. Remnants yeah. of Lukaku. Lukaku, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say Lukaku. <laughs> and then he, he lost the penalty, yeah? And then he capped it off by literally preventing a goal for the opponent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in that game, I think that's the only thing that I can say about it. Yeah, but what, that, what, is, what has happened to Aubameyang? What, where is it all going? To be fair, I think, I think no, it's been a lot better this season. He signed that new contract went downhill. <laughs> I don't know what they put in the contract, what kind of clauses are in that thing. But that guy's been horrendous. I think he's been he's been a lot better this season though, than he no, was last I season. Think, I think he's I mean, all no, right. he's not at the levels which you expect Aubameyang to be yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. But Listen. he is like, what? He's like 32, 33 now. Yeah, it's yeah, probably but... something something that reduced. What I think is, I think is a case of Arsenal the team was not the, no 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 the contacts. team the team was not playing well until now. So if you notice, he's he's starting to get goals in this season a bit more than he was last season. But yeah. it's, it's a function of the team was so bad. The team was so bad, like nothing could save the team. We're about to stretch into United just now. Like this is this you know the other day when you guys were playing, I said. The match you guys played, which United played against City, was reminiscent of what Arsenal used to play. It's like it's like so pathetic, like you're just having a waiting on one person to help you out, and that yeah. was just exactly what I saw in that match. I'm like, listen, literally, if Ronaldo doesn't get up the pitch and put the ball in the back of the net, there's nothing going to happen. But then yeah. it gets to a point whereby Ronaldo becomes a normal being like the other guys, and then that's when it goes yeah. really bad. That's very yeah. strange though, because last year they didn't have that bailout one person. So I mean, they had Bruno actually. They, they, they did have yeah, we had Bruno. Yeah. But it wasn't to the extent of this season. But you know, you know, the, you know the difference with this season though. There's mm. a few things, and I don't want to like jump to United straight away because I feel like there's more to say about Arsenal. But like last season, 
because like the reputation of the team, not the club, obviously, the team was a lot lower. So like now we've brought in Sancho, Varane, Ronaldo, the expectations have shot up. Therefore, Oli and the coaching staff are like, well, let's put, put our chest out, play out the back, play a high line, mm. let's control games. Last season, we were the main priority was, yeah, was a lot more counter-attacking and there was a lot more um, like, let's make sure we're solid at the back. Yeah. And, then, and, it, and we were solid at the back. I know we, we had some dodgy games towards the end and the, that skewed the kind of goals, conceded stats and stuff like that. But like on the majority of the whole, we were keeping a lot of clean sheets. We were solid at the back. Um, yeah. So I think, I think it was easier for him, but the expectations have changed now. But like Arsenal now, compared to last season, I watched them today. To be fair, I haven't watched them much this season. But the cohesion of like the structure of play is, is, is I mean, it's really good. The way they yeah. play out from the back, Ramsdale, what a keeper. His yeah. distribution yeah. is unreal. Like, I was shocked when I, when I saw his distribution. Because, no. I mean, plenty of keepers I mean, can the shot he made in that game as well. Like, yeah. Oh, although, although he did it, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, made that yeah, error. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, 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 let's not talk about it. Yeah, he came out with Josh King. But Josh King, the idiot. Yeah. What is he doing? Trying to see, he's like, I don't know if you saw uh, Chima, but like he's like he's on the goal line, you know, like on parallel to the oh, goal. Yeah, that, there's one yeah, person, yeah. there's one person who's a master of that, and uh, the guy has retired and he's back in Nigeria at the moment. If you know who that guy is, <laughs> you know who he is. That's uh, Kano. Do you remember the goal he scored against Chelsea? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was what he tried to pull off. You know what I mean? But he you just know, also as well. Him is um, mm. Gabriel and Ben White, and I think Arsenal struggle with this a lot, is they're so comfortable on the ball and they're so, like, they, they've got no errors in them. Well, a lot yeah. less errors than centre-backs they've had previously with, like, you oh, know, like Mustafi, Mustafi and David oh, Luiz. Yeah. So they're so, so much more, they're just so Audra. much more, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that that echoes confidence around the team as yeah. well. And the midfield is in front of them today. I don't know who played today, but they were solid again. They got they received the ball. Played the ball progressively and confidently, and they showed for the ball, unlike a southern, certain other flipping fraudulent team in Manchester. Going slightly into United now, do you think those players, like you've listed, are actually playing for the manager, or do you think those guys are fed up as well, or tried, or trying to I think, get rid of the manager? I think, I think there'll be certain divides in the group, clearly, because I feel like some of the foreign players, like Pogba and Certain other players are kind of getting sick of it, but I do think on the general whole they are trying to play for him. Like you saw both Atalanta games, if if a, if if a team's not playing for the manager, right, they don't come back from two 0 down. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and and Atalanta away as well. We were horrible, but we found a way. So like, I think I think what it is it's a bit of like they're kind of sick of of basic and primitive ideas that are being you know forced through their heads on the daily, and that's showing. On the pitch. I feel like as well, you've got to put it into context as well. I mean, I know they've lost horrendously to Liverpool, but it is Liverpool. We didn't expect them to win. That no, game. no. The thing is, uh, the thing is, a lot of people are well, not a lot of people. Some people are saying that, but like, I mean, I've watched United be horrendous over like this last eight nine years. I've never seen us lose five nil at home to anyone. Forget Liverpool. Mm. Like, there's no excuses. Yeah, and Liverpool weren't even that spectacular on the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They didn't even get out of second gear. If I'm being honest, like, yeah. I mean, the same with City, though. They just control the ball. City, City, uh, literally, that was like a training session game for them. Yeah, they just that, kept that's the what ball. it felt like. It just felt like a, it felt oh, like it domination. But it just, it just felt like it felt like United just couldn't couldn't get possession of the ball. Couldn't get hold possession. They couldn't. They couldn't get someone. near the ball. They yeah. could not get near well, the know, ball. But do you think that doesn't that that I think that comes with the tactics. So I think Oli Oli set this team up to defend. Set this team up to not press the ball. Well, the thing is, the thing is, right? The thing is, and. 
I was thinking it in my head, right? So you play a low block. That's, I mean, whether that's fine or that's not, I'm not really happy with it playing a low block at home, right? But let, that's, the, that's the plan he's come up with, yeah? When the mm. ball gets into their area, the player's area in that low block, you've got to press the ball and be aggressive yeah. and win that ball, right? Yeah. But they were so passive. The ball was going wide to like Cancelo and Bernardo Silva and Walker, and they were just letting them switch play both goals. The ball went wide, they switched it across, and they let the cross come in into the box, and, and they just left the ball. Oh, I mean, it was that's just so frustrating. It's particularly strange when you're playing a five back as well, and they've got so much space out wide. It, my question. No, I don't think you overload it, but I mean, you were literally playing the playing my, to stop that. My question on that match is: What is going on? Like, when? At what point are you guys going to have an identity? Is when United exactly. have an identity? Exactly. Because it's easy to say, "Oh, you guys are this, you got that." But what do they play? Like, it's yeah, been so long now. We don't even. We, I, I can tell you. I can tell you. Uh, uh, different like points under Solskjaer's reign where we've played so many different ways, right? And and I heard Michael Owen, Michael Owen of all people, right? In mm. it, right? When Jurgen Klopp came to Liverpool and they had flipping Lovren and all these horrible players, yeah. they stuck to the same way of playing. They played mm-hmm. a high line, they pressed up and they'd yep. score three, but they'd concede three. But Klopp yep. was adamant we're playing this way and the players, were, the players that weren't good enough were exposed and they, they couldn't play that where and he got them players out and he replaced them with good players and look where they are now, right? I feel, yeah. I feel Ollie, like Oli th- th- still that, in this. That that is one thing that I could really really agree with Owen, as you've just said. It's a case of like you guys like need to find a way you want to start playing. Like United need to find a way. Yeah, they but you start you playing say, and stick to it. You want to find a way, but how long has it been now? How has he not found that way? Do you know, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Right? He's. He doesn't have testicles. He doesn't have balls, right? So when he finds a way of playing, he'll use it. And then as soon as it stops working, he'll change it instantly, right? So we yeah. be primarily, um, so like what this first season Bruno came, right? For example, we played 4 2 3 1 a lot. But then in the bigger games, when we were going to soak up a bit more pressure, we played five at the back, right? And it worked a lot. I, we did it twice against Chelsea. I think we beat Chelsea three times that season, actually. Yeah. We, beat, we did the double over City that way. Uh, we had good. We had a good result at Old Trafford to Liverpool playing that way. As you well, were beating right? all the big teams, yeah. We were beating all the big big teams that way because we were rapid on the counter, right? Mm. And then against the smaller teams, we we're playing like a four-two-three-one-ish system, right? Then come next season, where um, your Bruno's settled in, you got Cavani in, and you know Van der Beek's in, even though he'd never used him. Oh, um, talking about Van der Beek, get subbed in in the 80s. I mean, I'll, come, I'll, come to that. I'll come to that. Oh I'm, about, I'm, I'm about to scream down this mic if we talk about <laughs> Van der Beek too much. Well, I'll bring it up, right? Come the, come the season after. So that's the season. That's 2019, 2020, right? Mm. Oh, no, no, no. 2020, 2021. Yeah. Right? And he plays five at the back and it doesn't work. And then we've never seen that ever since. Now, I'm not asking for that five at the back again, right? But show some testicles and believing in that system then he ch- plays another way he plays another way and I feel like it confuses the players a bit as well like I, I know a lot of pundits and I feel like there's a, a culture in football now where the top managers have to have a certain way of playing and they have to stick with it and I don't necessarily agree with that I think you can be a bit adaptable right but this adaptable and, and this sort of like naive into yeah, to be switching your whole you game plan one philosophy first and then you adapt from there yeah yeah exactly like a plan B and a plan C Exactly. You don't have you don't have one plan, and then the tiniest crack in the plan, you scrap the whole thing because that's what he does. I feel like literally he's just hanging on at the moment because him switching his formation to 
three at the back, five at the back or whatnot. It's just a case of like, it's like, I don't want to lose this match. So like, exactly. I'm going to throw yeah, everything 100%. that I've built on for the past three years or whatnot. I don't know how long he's been in there. It's like, I'm just going to throw everything out, out away. And then I'm going to come with a system that protects me from like losing the game. And yeah. I don't think that actually says a lot about the manager. It literally just says like, he doesn't have a clue what he's trying to do. In my do, opinion, do you know what it says? You know? Do you know what it says to me? Mm. And and this is from the top to the bottom. The standards of that great club has gone in the bin, right? Mm. When when have Man United in their history, obviously not these last few years, have been horrendous. Is Eight not years. losing acceptable? <laughs> it, it's not that is not acceptable. You go and you try win every game you play. None of this five of the back bullshit where you just yeah. In the days <laughs> of Ferguson, I mean, on. if you, if you were down, the He'd put five, six attackers on and just absolutely go for it. It's just I, and, and and then you look at the board, right? Two nil down you, against you look City at the board. You start back defending. Deep. You look at the board. Not only, right? not only did they sit back defending, it was no intensity. Like that game could have run off for the next couple, like an extra ninety minutes, and United won't still have no, done anything because they just sat back and they just waited for City to just play around. And, and you know yeah. what? You know what? You know what was? Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I want to laugh about it. Also, I want to cry about it as well. It's, <laughs> It, it, in in many ways, it was worse than Liverpool. It's just Liverpool have cutthroat, ruthless goal scorers that, that yeah. you know made it get to five nil. Whereas yeah. City don't have that. You know they've got like like players that chip in with goals, but they have so many of them that they can get goals. So like Sean Bernardo Silva, Burnley, but... <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, if City had like a Salah or a Mane, it mm. would have easily. If they got Harry Kane and Harry Kane turned up to Old Trafford that day, it would have been five or six again. Yeah. yeah, I feel like at the same time it was a case of City just tried to play safe. In my opinion, I felt that match was so City bad. Was trying to keep Oli in the job. It, yeah, probably, probably. In my opinion, oh, I, 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 for some reason, I feel that match was a bit flat in terms of like City just kept the ball. It was like they just kept passing it around and passing it around. I was like, like I, I felt like they, 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 they needed a guy. They needed some sort of spark to it to the way they played. Listen. Beggars can be choosers. I wish my team could play the way they're play, playing ball. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they could actually have done more to like destroy yeah, Manchester United, yeah. but it was a bit more like like passive for them. They were like, Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Especially yeah. with City, they've been hit on the counter so many times. You know, before yesterday, mm, yeah, they hadn't beaten yeah. United in the league in like two years. They've mm. been hit on the counter so hard and so like yeah, devastating. Like night, um, you know. What you just said makes sense because if you think about it, the last match they played as well, they lost it because they got yeah. hit in the counter attack. So it might be yeah. the reason why they actually decided not to go all full fledged yeah. against you guys as well. There's just so many things wrong with United, right? Mm. There is so many, like, Oli has this thing, right? Where he has favourites and he doesn't let go of them. And I think uh, Frank Lampard had it a bit at Chelsea as well. But this is a whole new level of obsession, right? And everyone is throwing shit at, you know, McTominay and Fred. So I don't really want to speak about that because that's nothing new. But like, Maguire and Shaw, oh my God, they looked unbeatable last season and in the Euros, <laughs> right? They have been horrible, horrible. Uh, yeah. and they've been yeah. so bad where how can you not, Play a Tellers or a Bayi or someone else. How how much yeah, worse can Tellers be? played that one game, scored a goal, and then got benched again? Oh, it's just it's just awful. And and the same thing with McTominay and Fred. I'll there's a stat here that I've got with me, yeah. Mm. And I, I'm going to pose the question to you guys, and I guarantee you don't get it right. How many times do you think Fred was dribbled past in that game yesterday? 
<laughs> oh, actually, actually, not, not, dribbled, not just dribbled past, dribbled past by Bernardo Silva. Just Bernardo oh Silva. Just oh Bernardo Silva. God. Just one, yeah. just one person. I'll probably say like five times. Yeah, he's dribbled past six times. Six oh, times. God. How? And, and cannot, by one player, by one player, yeah. By one and player. and by the way, we were sat in a low block, and he had men around him, and he still dribbled past six times. <laughs> so you. And he's he's not good on the ball. He can't move the ball progressively, and he's not press proof. You know so what it reminds what me. Of? What is... You know what it reminds me of. I feel sorry for him in a way because it reminds me of when when you had Smalling and Phil Jones at centre back. It's like them people do not oh, belong God. in that club. Phil Jones did not. De- you know, he didn't he didn't he didn't deserve that. I, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that to throw shit at Fred. If if you're seeing this, and this isn't a new thing, by the way, this is how shit Fred's been all season. Why is he still playing? I don't know. Why is he still playing? For some reason, I thought Fred was like a big, big time player when he was playing for Shakhtar Donetsk. Well, to, you know what's weird though? He starts for, for Brazil, so maybe there is something United aren't getting out of him. You know, you know what I'm going to say. Me. What I'm going to say is, listen, like I said to you before, I feel like I see some things. Listen, I, I don't know how he's going to pan out for you guys. I don't think he's going to get as miserable as it was for Arsenal at some point. But what I would say is I'm, I, I, I'm seeing some things that I saw in Arsenal, yeah, in you guys at the moment. That's why I would say it might not be Fred that is the problem. It might be the system that he's been deployed in. Because you, you, yeah. can, you can argue the fact that if he was a good player, if, what, you know what they say? They say quality is permanent. I don't know how they say it. You know what I mean? Classes, uh, form is temporary, class is exactly, permanent. Exactly. Form is temporary, class is permanent. So if he was, a, if he was a, at some point a classic player, there could yeah, be a situation whereby... Yeah, exactly. It could, be, oh, it could be a scenario whereby all the players in the team are not gelling because there is a problem with the structure they're playing. Maybe they don't even understand the structure they're playing because, to be honest, I I, I think it's a good chance of that because they don't look like a team. They yeah. look like eleven people that have just gone on the pitch. They don't look yeah. like a unit. Yeah, it could be, could be. Could and be, and you know, I, I think well. you're right because yeah, it's, I do it's, think it's, you're it's right. Like, yeah. McTominay sometimes has brilliant games, then suddenly he mm. falls off the edge of the earth. The, you know, my issue with not... McTominay, my issue with McTominay, right, is uh, he tries really hard, right, but that's not enough, right? And mm. I, it's not my, I don't have, it's not McTominay's fault. Right, it's Ollie's fault, right? Exactly. Yeah. He tries really hard and he gets away with it for his for his crap performances because he's from the academy and he's you know he's one of us and all that malarkey, oh. right? When when you have Van der Beek, right, who's who's a fresh young player, hungry, he's proved it deep in the Champions League stages, by the way, which none of our squad, bar you know the Ronaldos and Varans, haven't done. By the way, he's proved it deep. In the Champions League, we're talking yeah. semi-finals, quarter-finals, right? At a very mm-hmm. high level, he's proven that he can receive the ball, he can move the ball forward quickly, which United never do because they constantly play McTominay and Fred. He's proven that he's press-proof, that when he's pressed tight, he, he's got the feet, he's got the trickery to get around him and, and move the ball forward. He's from an academy that is they literally breed these players to move the ball and keep possession quickly. Yeah. Right, and he still doesn't play, and it's got to a point so badly where he gets pity minutes, uh, ten minutes at the end of a game that we've been humiliated in, and he says, "Well, now you've got your chance. Now go and play." If I was Van der Beek, I would have told him no. I would have told him f off. Why you want me to play now? Now after I've been here for a, now, a year and a bit now, you want me to play now? 
This is when you're going to give me a chance. <laughs> Atalanta, Atalanta, it was 2-1 down. You got four minutes, four minutes in a game where McTominay and Fred were horrible, horrible. We could not get a foothold in that midfield against Atalanta, which, by the way, they had like four or five players injured. They had two centre-backs, they had a midfielder and centre-back, and we still could not control that game with McTominay and Fred. And he, Van der Beek gets four minutes at the end, four minutes. How he's still wearing that shirt, I would be... Th- I'd be throwing my toys out the pram. I'd be, I'd be going into Old Trafford and slapping all across the face. Fouls, man. So, in, in, and same with by Matic as well. Is it is it fair to say then that you don't want Ole in or what was it? Was it? Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, I don't think you're clear enough. I think you need yeah, to. No, I think you need to, you need to know. <laughs> Are you all in? in? Is this what we're hearing right now? Yeah. Listen, listen. He's a club Where legend, right? So I'm, I'm not, I'm never gonna want Old Trafford to start screaming Ole out, right? But it is clear. He's not good enough to take us to the level that we need to be. Right. You know, that, the man fans, instead of screaming all the out, they just leave the ground at 60 minutes now. Exactly. You know, you know, but the thing is, right, it was still full <laughs> by the end of City, but the closest you're going to get to saying Oli out was them singing, Stretford and singing Van der Beek's name because they were literally screaming his name when he was coming on. That's the closest you're going to get. Oh, to do, you know when, do you know when Donny Van der Beek left Ajax? Those fans absolutely loved him. Yeah, he, he was he was he was phenomenal over there. Did you, did you yeah. hear? Did you see the video on Sky Sports? The, the fans singing his name. I still think there's something there because you can't tell me why would you buy that kind of player for that no, amount he, of money? No, but my problem is just with, don't use with Van der Beek is he hasn't even had the chance to flop. Yeah, 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 he hasn't, he hasn't even yeah. had the chance. I, I, and, see, you know, I you know the worst thing is the worst thing is oh hundred percent, bro. If you asked Ancelotti at Real Madrid, would you want Van der Beek in your team? He'd say yes, please. Give me that top midfielder that's proven himself at a Champions League level. Zidane was twerking. He was going to uh, Florent, whatever his name is, Perez's office, twerking for Van der Beek and Pogba. Both midfielders, by the way, that played for Man United, that don't play in midfield. When Pogba plays, he goes, "Oh, uh, let me play him on the left wing because that makes sense." This is this is this is why that that's why. I said it could be the system. That's why, because we all know that Pope is such a good player when he plays for France. And, and you know, you know as well. You know as well that, that, that exactly, exactly, Mark. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to keep my calm here, right? Because this, this <laughs> when you really stresses me out. Defensive mid in the world in Golo Kante. No, no, no. But the thing is, the thing is, right? <laughs> I watched I, the last international break. No, 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 the last international break. Right in the Nations League, they played a semi-final and a final. Pogba played against um, Belgium. And Spain, a Belgian team that had Kevin De Bruyne in midfield, and a Spain team who still has a top midfield, right? With um, that 16 year old next to him, it's like Shao Meni or something, yeah? And he mm. looked unbelievable, right? And you hear Neville, you hear Carragher, you hear Sunes, all these guys, all these, you know, frauds that waffle all the time on TV, yeah? yeah. Pogba's too lazy to play in midfield, blah, blah, blah. You, you frauds over here, I want an explanation as to whenever Paul Pogba puts on a France shirt, he looks every bit as world-class. He looks untouchable, yeah, in central midfield. But then when he comes to Man United, he, he, he looks awful in midfield. I have the answer for it. It's because Man United, as soon as they got Paul Pogba, never, ever, ever built that team around Paul Pogba, ever. Yeah. Never. You need it. You need it. And, and you could say maybe that why does Paul Pogba need a, a midfielder to be built around him? And that's a different conversation, right? Mm. But... Surely, as a club, if you're serious and as a manager, you're serious, you get the best out of your players. You need a, a, a midfielder, a, a number six with legs who's mobile to cover for Pogba, and, and you'll see the benefits on Pogba. You watch Pogba when he plays for France. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. And that's why, again, Zidane 
was twerking in front of the um, president's office asking for Paul Pogba. That's why the whole world was when yeah, he came Yeah, it's like to buying a world-class striker and then give him no service. It, well, that's exactly what United do as well, actually. Yeah. Ronaldo gets scraps. You know Ronaldo? Ronaldo, I think, has like nine... I think I mean, I've got it here. Nine goals in 11 games. Got Bruno there. Luke Shaw can put a ball in. Not, yeah. Pogba Ronaldo. literally has no support in that midfield. Yeah, yeah, but the system, the system doesn't create chances for Ronaldo. Right, right. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, nine goals. He's had nine goals in 11 games. Sorry, sorry. I just want to mention this and we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, he's got nine goals in 11 games. In four of them games, he's had one or less shots. Wow. Yeah, that is shocking. That, that, that is that, shocking. That just defines it all, doesn't it? That just yeah. answers the question. But anyways, anyways, I know, I know, I know you've got so much to say about United, but we have I to. I need a breather. Before I yeah, snap you, you need you need a breather. Like take a take take a cold drink right now and just calm down a bit, you know. Right, quickly, quickly, we're just gonna touch on one or two other things that happened over the weekend. Quickly, it's just one or two things. So, what have you guys seen uh, over this weekend that you feel like is what um, putting a shout out to, uh, on or like mentioning? Um, I think I think Villa sucking Dean Smith was yeah. to me, it was quite shocking to be honest. I know I know he's the only run, bad run of form. Um and this is probably gonna come back to uh, United and Ollie again at some point, I'm I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it is shocking. But it does show the ambition from the Villa board. That's though. that's what they I was would, gonna they say. Would not tolerate it. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm like, do you guys think uh, Aston Villa is trying to move like a big club now? They've analyzed the situation. But what I will say is I think some of them signings are proving to be quite fraudulent. Like Wendia doesn't look uh, doesn't <laughs> even look a Premier League. Yeah, I mean, uh, Wendia, uh, funnily enough, <laughs> Arsenal chest all summer. He does not look he doesn't even look like a Premier League so, player at this moment listen, in time, so, to be honest so with you. Does that then answer the question? Like, do you guys think Arsenal would have made any profit or would have got gained from like having that guy in their team? Yeah, but you can't you can't really say that because he's just come to the club. He, he needs to yeah, settle. True, true. I mean, you can't but you the, can't make a judgment after ten games. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, fair enough. True, fair, true. Fair, but the thing, but, but you, you would is, say you would say about Buendia is he has Premier League experience. He did well for Norwich the season before well, last. This is what I mean with, with people like Buendia and you say about Fred. I mean Van der Beek. They they, they are good players. So if if the manager can can get that out of him, which is on the manager as well to to make a yeah. player, and make that's a why player he's maximum. Um, yeah, exactly. He couldn't. He couldn't get the. He couldn't get a tune out of him. And like, you know what else as well? Villa. I know they've made good signings, but they have lost Grealish. Yeah, it's a that was a yeah. massive. That was a captain. So that's a huge player for them. But look, they put the money in. It's clear they want to make Europe. They've yeah. analyzed the situation. There's still plenty of time in the season. Yeah. Mm. Dean Smith was not getting the results. He wasn't getting the job done. The performances well, be, weren't good enough. To, to be honest, get out of here. Did you see their fixture list as well? Do you think that could have been like a just like a wrong time for them to be playing to to to, to like they, maybe they're just going through a phase? Because yeah. in my opinion, I I don't think it was a case of I think it was a case of they had like so many different games coming along that were not um they, they didn't have enough time to like gel together. I don't know if maybe that's yeah a, no, a little bit, but but you look at some of the games right and. Uh, like it's clear that Aston Villa want to make top six this season, yeah. Mm, yeah. So and they played a lot of contenders for top six. They, yeah. they lost to Tottenham. I mean, mm-hmm. look how bad Tottenham have been, right? That's a that's a bit that's a bad loss, right? That was quite yeah. early in the season, so we'll, we'll let them off for that, right? But we'll look more recently, they got wiped by Arsenal, mm. and Arsenal do look good, but that's yeah. one of their main rivals in the race that they're going for, the race for Europe, right? They got mm. wiped by Arsenal. It wasn't even close. And yeah. the West Ham game, another main yeah. rival, uh, yeah. and, and they look worlds mm. apart. 
You know, yeah. I, I just had a look at the fixtures that they had as well. It's like they had, I'll tell you what they had. They had, let me start from here. They had Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. beat them. They had yeah, Everton. That's Chelsea, isn't it? They won against Everton. Yeah, I actually, I do, remember, I do remember the Chelsea game, though. Um, they, they played, played really well, well that game. game. They played really yeah, well they did, that game. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so yeah. after that, they had uh, United. They won against United. They <laughs> oh, had God. Spurs. Yeah. Wipe, wipe the floor with us at uh, Old Trafford, yeah. They had that. Spurs. Then they had Wolves. Now, I feel like the Wolves one was the one that really, oh, really, really... Win. That was yeah. the one that destroyed... What? Wasn't, the, that, wasn't that the one that they, they, they were 2-0 up and they lost the yeah. like three goals last minute? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That was yeah. the, that, I think that was the one. And then they had the Arsenal, West Ham, which all these games, you could see how intense the games are for them in terms of like the the, the, the games they played. It's not like they play like a, a, like a bottom of the league, Norwich or, or yeah. Newcastle yeah. or something. They had some really, really hard games there. But anyways, we'll move on. We'll leave that and just move on. Right, quickly. Uh, what are you guys thinking? What's your initial thought on like, Conte being appointed as the sports manager? I'm going to start. Be- before you guys go into this, what I'm going to say about this is, listen, it's Tottenham. Yeah? It's Tottenham. Tottenham, I mean... Tottenham can have Pep Guardiola and <laughs> and um, what's his name, Jurgen Klopp, and I still wouldn't be scared of what they're gonna do because the fact is, it's not in their DNA to win trophies. What do you guys think about that? I, I will say is, I think you're massively underrating Antonio Conte. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I was gonna, I I would have loved Antonio Conte at Man United to replace. I, I think United should have done that. If if he was a United, yeah, if he was a United. It would have been a different story because United would have done bits with Conte being in a club, but Conte yeah. being in listen, listen, let me put it in perspective for you. Yeah. Do you know who do you know who this guy is? Mr. Jose Mourinho. I don't know if you've ever heard about that guy before. Yeah. Every yeah. single game, every single club is managed, is managed to win a single trophy in every single club is managed. But guess what? There's only <laughs> yeah, one club. Yeah, There's but he did get to a final. He was literally on yeah, the verge of winning a trophy. Yeah. Boy, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And you know, he's Jose, bro. He, he was winning that trophy. There's no mm. way. Well, they were playing against City. I don't know if it's a done deal. I, I mean, I, all, all, all I'm just, just going to say. Just a special I think, one, I think in terms of he is, yeah. But you know what I will say, right? Is mm. there's a few, well, there's many things you can tell from this appointment, yeah? So obviously, I, I don't think they'll do well this season because the squad's horrendous, right? It's awful. Yeah, um, and and you saw today they didn't even have a shot on target against Everton mm. uh, in Conte's debut, where all the players are going to be up for it. They need to prove themselves, isn't it? But I think Conte will definitely have been promised money, one hundred percent. He would not oh, have signed yeah. on without yeah. a promise of of money. And I, I I'm mean, not going to lie, again, I wonder, those, but Daniel Levy's promised other people things. He hasn't followed. True, true. Yeah. But I think I think it, Conte is such a, a psychopath, right? He just you've seen it where he'll just walk exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and I think Levy he would have made that clear that if I don't get this money that you promised me, I'm, I'm yeah. literally this is why this is yeah. why I yeah. said to you guys, it's as simple as this. Yeah, no matter how you guys are saying, like, oh yeah, boy, Mourinho got to a final. Yes, Mourinho got to a final, but did he win it? It's in the DNA of that football club yeah, to mess to it fair, up for themselves. Oh, I understand I'm, that. But... They might not it. win a trophy. They might not win a trophy. But in the league, in terms of a top six challenge, they're right mm. up there again. You have yeah. to say yeah, that they're are, right they are. up there again. Anyways, right up there again. Anyways we'll, we'll come back to that another time. We'll come back to that. What were you guys, what were you guys, what was your opinion about uh, Newcastle? Just quickly, in terms of like, do you guys think uh, there's a way back for them? Because they're currently bottom of the league at the moment. Do you guys think there's like... Have, have they actually uh, appointed uh, Eddie Howe yet? Well, uh, what I've heard of Eddie Howe is that apparently it looked a done deal, but there's been some breakdown in negotiations because the Newcastle uh, 
consortium, the Saudi consortium, are quite. They like they've got this obsession with the current backroom staff at the moment that are at Newcastle, and Eddie Howe wants obviously his staff oh, that he had a Bournemouth. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what's going on with that now. It looks a bit in danger, but he, even I if they get in, how Newcastle are moving because you sack Steve Bruce. Obviously, the interim takes over, but you'd think they had something in mind. They had, they had it. You'd think they had it on a plate before they sacked him, but they just got rid of him. And, and well, I think Steve Bruce was so bad. You know what I mean? They couldn't even. They couldn't afford to wait for a to devise a plan before getting rid of Bruce. But they did try loads of options. They tried Emery. uh, You know, I think they tried. They asked. They even asked Conte, I think, as well, actually, and Zidane, (laughs) which was uh, which is quite brave of great brave of them. Yeah, but um, I must say, I think they're in real danger of relegation. And if anything, I hope they do get relegated. Let's delay their dominance, their inevitable dom- dominance as much as possible. I mean, yeah. it, it is kind of funny, though, because like, they're going for Eddie Howe. And Eddie Howe just got, a couple of seasons ago, got Bournemouth relegated and walked out of that job. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, though, Eddie Howe got, I think he got like, what, he brought them all the way up from the conference. I think he got like three, four promotions. And a born I mean, he did, though, tiny if you want a guy to save your club, and it's a guy who's just got uh, who's off coming off the back of relegating another team. But I think I think <laughs> the thing with this next appointment is you can't just Eddie get Howell, an I'm not saying Eddie Howe's a bad yeah. man. You can't just get like an Allardyce and keep them up. I think you need someone to keep them up and also take them to the next phase of their club of, of being like, take them to like a European level, which I think Eddie Howe can do because he's going to get loads of money. He plays good football, he plays attractive football. I think what's going to happen is, it, I mean, it's debatable whether they're going to stay up or not, which is the first issue they've got. Yeah. But if they can't stay up. Um, even if Eddie Howe gets some money, I think what will end up happening is Eddie Howe will take him to, similar to Ollie actually, he'll take him to, I mean, Ollie obviously took him higher, but I'm on about, in the same sort of perspective. Um, he'll take him to a certain point and then he'll, he'll come to that point where a world-class manager needs to stay. Yeah. Uh, right. that, that's why, I, that's why I, Emery hasn't taken taken that job. Yeah. Speak, speaking about stepping in, I'm yeah, going to... Sp- Emery knows, yeah. Speaking about, speaking about stepping in, I'm going to step into the conversation now and uh, try to bring it to a conclusion. Yeah, it's been fantastic having both of you here with us, but we have to start wrapping it up right now. But before we go... I'm going to ask you guys, each and every one of us has to decide the three in three football person of the week. Just tell me who you think deserves to have the football person of the week, in your opinion. Uh, Seth, who do you think deserves this for this weekend? Like just player or managers as well? Just player and manager. What do you think? Uh, um, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Cancelo's got to be up there. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's he had a he had a great performance. It's just unlucky like I didn't have him in my uh, fantasy team this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd probably go with Cancelo or one of them. Yeah, I I, I personally would go I for Moise. I I would go for. Oh Moise. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. David Moise. David Moise. Yeah. I'll change my answer. Yeah. yeah. David Moise. What uh, a guy. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. I know. Do you think United is regretting not having him still? No. 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 no, I mean, I mean, did he deserve more time? Yes, but mm. I mean, think, think to be honest, I don't, I don't think he did. To be honest, I, I think it was come clear. On, it, was, it was so early, eight months, but... eight months. It was early, but I think it was clear that he can't, he can't manage a club that size. I think, I mm. think he took ten years off his life as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I heard a lot from Rio Ferdinand. Like I speak to him, speak personally, but like, <laughs> what he said on BT Sport was like, um, he tried. He didn't. He doesn't delegate. He tries. He's like hands on with every section of the club and obviously you can do that at like a West Ham or an Everton but mm. at Man United where it's such a big like colossal of a club you, that's just not possible 
Yeah. Do you uh, think there's any root back then for him in terms of like, do you, would you guys take him back? No. 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 What do you think? Do you think there's like a big club waiting for him? Do you think he's going to money like a Newcastle? Or do you think he's going to be a perfect fit for like a Newcastle? Do you know the thing is, I don't think his football's progressive enough to play that type of football, like to, to manage at that level of a club. I think he's found his yeah. level at West Ham. Uh, Europa yeah. League level. I mean, yeah, he was doing that with Everton. He was doing that with Everton, though. Exactly. exactly. He's with West Ham. He's taken a team there. He's brought them to a certain level. And like we say, a world class manager would take it to the next level, but obviously not on occasion yeah. not like that. But he's a great manager for, the, for those types of clubs that want to compete in Europe, who are, who are just outside of it or, or mid table, and he can, can bring them up. Anyways. So thank you so much, guys. Once again, I think uh, it's about time to head in, head head over now. And uh, but yeah, we would be back again at some point. Um, uh, this is the first episode, just like we said at the beginning. Uh, but it was nice having you guys, and it's a nice, uh, healthy competition conver- conversation going on at the moment. So let's hope uh, it continues like this, and the, the clubs, all the clubs that we do support, uh, start to progress. Bar. Uh, Bar, Bar United and Chelsea. <laughs>